I made it through security, and I am finally at my gate. I think we leave in like an hour, so I'll see Kate in maybe, I know it's 1.15 Central Time, so I guess two hours from now, so that'll be a lot of fun. Um, I'm really excited to see Kate, and yeah, this is kind of boring, but whatever. We'll be boarding for Chicago, flight 1243 at gate number 15. Hey, this is great, we survived Y2K. I can't wait for the pop culture headed my way. It's the very worst. I'm just saying Paris Hilton deserves better. Also the best. Shrek won an Oscar. Pop culture of the 2000s. It's Guess What You're Gonna Hate with Janine and Kate. Welcome to this episode of the podcast, Guess What You're Gonna Hate. I'm Kate. And I'm Janine. And this is a podcast about exposing someone to the very worst and sometimes best, but usually worst pop culture of the 2000s. And I fucking nailed it this time. You did. And also, we only have one microphone, so there are minimal edits on this episode. Let's try not to talk over each other, and I already know I'm not gonna do that. (laughs) (laughs) Typically, it's just because we have lag that we talk over each other. But honestly, we're just, we're chatty. I talk over anyone. (laughs) Ever. So we've been visiting each other. Well, I guess I've been visiting you. You're in Chicago. Yeah, I'm in Chicago. and That's where I live. (laughs) That is where she lives. And I just want to say, yeah, okay, the museums, they were cool. Uh, I went to the art museum. That was nice. We went to the field museum. But the best thing I saw was actually without Kate. Rude. And it was just now Rude. on a trip to the convenience store. Did you Because I saw a guy walking his like old black chihuahua. Why's it gotta be black? <laughs> just he just was a black chihuahua. <laughs> and he was like a cute little like chubby you know when like senior dogs get they're chubby. E- they're either fat or they're we- really skinny. Yeah, but like this was definitely a fat chihuahua. He was a chunk, okay. <laughs> and uh, he's like walking down the road and this tinier little like gray chihuahua like sneaks out after him. Adorable. And then I'm like, oh, that's so cute. And I tell the guy like, oh, I didn't even see your other chihuahua. That was so nice. And he goes, wait a minute. And he unzips his jacket. And like, I'm new to the city. I need right? you guys to know that when she said unzips his jacket, she pantomimed unzipping a jacket. <laughs> I actually, I didn't just pantomime. I unzipped my own jacket. You're not wearing a jacket right I now. I was um, but when I came in and told you no, the story. No, but I'm telling you, no, you were, <laughs> no, when you unzipped your jacket when you were telling me the story, it made sense. You're unzipping an imaginary jacket <laughs> talking to a podcast. I am unzipping a, an imaginary jacket right now. But anyway, he unzips his jacket and I see this little adorable Pomeranian. Like You didn't tell me it was a Pomeranian. <laughs> it was a, I forgot. It was a Pomeranian. What the fuck, guys? Like, just poking out of this guy's jacket and I was like thank you sir thank you for this beautiful moment that you have provided for me it's a gift it was really just beautiful so that's Chicago uh it's a place where all your dreams can come true if your dream is seeing a dog come out of a jacket that is my dream though so I think I'm good yeah like you can die in that plane crash tomorrow I guess yeah so it'll be fine sorry Daryl (laughs) Yeah, uh, I'm going on my flight home tomorrow, and we got to hang out. We had a lot of cool stuff we did this weekend. Like, a lot of it was just chill, but... Like, for example, I did laundry today. That's, you know... It rained most of the day. It's fine. (laughs) We're adults. We have to do laundry, unfortunately. I have not had a day to do laundry in, like, a month. 
Also, we are using the same microphone, so I am not going to be editing this the way that I normally do. So, like, RIP you guys. Sucks to be y'all. But this is what we've got. So, we actually went and saw a pretty amazing movie. A movie that is very near and dear to my heart. Pretty good. That we once pretty said great. that we would not review because it was 1999. But, like, thinking about it. It really only came out in 1999 on, like, the festival circuit, and then it had, like, a wider relief release in 2000s, and then, um, I didn't see it till the late 2000s, so it's new to me. We went and saw... <laughs> but I'm a cheerleader. A, a movie. 1999 movie that is absolutely one of my favorites. I also did not see it until the mid-2000s, because I saw it in, like... We had this section of DVDs that was just my uh, older sister's... DVD collection because she was an art student. So it was like we got to see the weird movies. And this one is super good. But I'm a Cheerleader is one of the quintessential LGBT films of, I would say it kind of counts to the 2000s, late 1999. But, you know, it's beautiful. It's a great film. And we got to see it on 35mm, which was a real treat for me specifically because no one else cares. But she's a I film was, nerd. I was geeking out. We get out of that, sure. and she's like, "It was such a beautiful print. There were barely any any splotches, <laughs> and the grain was beautiful." And my boyfriend's like, "What does that even mean?" <laughs> there were no splices. The grain was beautiful. No scratches. It was an original release run print. And to quote my boyfriend, "What does that even mean?" I know. I tried to explain. I'm just like, you know, when you see enough of these, you just no. He was to be fair, he was you were also trying to explain it to him at literally 3 a.m. And he was like <laughs> uh, when I went and go went to grab him so we could leave, he was asleep. <laughs> it was a really good movie though, and it was like I mean I'd seen the movie multiple times. Like before I really knew that I was, you know, I guess I'll just go out and say it. Before I knew I was bisexual, I would watch this movie and be like, huh, this is like a nice movie yeah sure there's like no reason i would just watch the same scene over and over again of the cheerleaders yeah (laughs) yeah i mean there were certain things and then i would be like oh to my friends hey you want to come sleep over i've got this movie called but i'm a cheerleader and there's some hot people in it i actually did that several times (laughs) <laughs> Did your friends feel very tricked? No, they were just like, oh, yeah, this is weird. Like, I mean, we were, it was, mid, you know, mid-2000s. We had, like, the internet was still dial-up for me, so, oh, you know. I think we got DSL in, like, 2003. Yeah, well, Tennessee wasn't so lucky. I had dial-up till 2006. Damn. So, yeah, so we were, you know, it was something I watched a lot as a kid, but to see it on 35mm and also to be an adult, like, knowing a little bit more about why and I like straight movie. up in a theater. That was Yeah. Fun. This theater, by the way, is beautiful. It's Music Box Theater of Chicago, and it's, like, one of those old movie palaces, so it's... I think just, from, like, the 1930s? Yeah, like, in 1929, so basically the 1930s, you know, so it was Get built... my fucking... Be- <laughs> this, that movie theater is from the 30s, the same way this movie is from the 2000s. God, I fucking hate you. Well, okay, what's important for our obviously discerning listeners to know is it was built in 1929, which meant... My mom does not need to know that! It was built for sound, and it was nice. The theater was very... I mean, to us, it looks gaudy, but back then, yeah, it was kind of like the theater is a special place to go. Now we're like, give me my ticket, don't talk to me, I want the biggest popcorn that $30 can buy. We, um... (laughs) It's funny because in that theater, it's like kind of run down and the theater we were in, like there were literally sections of seats like cordoned off with like 
uh, like fucking caution tape because you weren't allowed to sit on them. And Janine's seat was apparently just made out of straight duct tape. Yeah, it was totally duct taped, which was not great wearing a skirt, let's be honest. Um, well, you don't like that skin on duct tape feeling? Not in this context. Maybe in another context, but not when watching a movie. My mom does not need to know about your sex life. <laughs> Uh, your mom pays $4.99 a month to know about my sex life. That is not what the Patreon is for. <laughs> anyway, we saw this movie and it was so cute. I mean, it's definitely over the top. It's very kitschy. It's like... RuPaul plays an ex-gay. He's never in drag. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's actually... Do you think those freckles were real? Does he cover them up now or were they drawn on? I think he has freckles. Yeah, I think he does have freckles, but they're, like, really pronounced. I don't think it's, like, so much that he covers them up, like, on purpose. It's just that he puts on so much makeup. (laughs) Like, it's not not a hiding thing when he's in drag. It's just, like, there's no good way for him to, like, really, like, show them off without just leaving a patch of, like, like, a foundation to skin. Have you actually seen, like, people who draw on freckles now? Yeah, that's stupid. And it's so dumb. It's like, because they never look good. So it's like, come on. Like, we don't really need all that mess. Um, I guess I get it when it's like a cosplay thing. But even then, it's like, I think everyone will understand who you are without (laughs) the fucking... Fucking freckles. I almost called them sprinkles. I need to know that. <laughs> if you spend like $300 in a costume, like we'll overlook the freckles bit. It's we'll fine. We'll understand that you're this. We'll understand that you're Anne of Green Gables or whatever. You're wearing the fucking like boater hat. We understand. <laughs> we get it. Your hair, that, is, your hair is red. You're a wily 10 year old. We understand. That is very specific. <laughs> but anyway, this movie is like. But am I wrong? You're not wrong. I just never thought about it that way. Uh, the movie was super good, but I'm a cheerleader is definitely one of my favorite films of all time. We haven't even talked about what the movie's really about. <laughs> yeah, so the movie is basically about Natasha Leone plays a cheerleader who is then given an intervention because her family believes that she is gay, gets sent off to gay conversion camp, and falls in love. But my favorite thing about that is, like, that girl did not know she was gay until she got sent to gay conversion camp. Yeah, like, they basically spelled it out to her, like, hey, look. They, she was like, she was like, all girls look at other girls. And they were like, you think all girls look at other girls, but you're wrong. And she's like, oh, I'm a homosexual. <laughs> yeah, when I watched that as a kid, like, I remember thinking, like, oh, she's just being, like, tricked into this, maybe. But then it's obvious that they were right, unfortunately, all based on stereotypes, because, like... Oh, you have Georgia O'Keefe all over your locker. Like, and you like know. other, yeah, like swimsuit malls and stuff like that. Maybe she would not have thought that her boyfriend was so terrible at kissing her if he wasn't actually so terrible at kissing her. <laughs> that is such a good scene, though. Like, it's at the very beginning. He, like, leans in to kiss her. And it's, it's just tongue everywhere. It's, it's so gross. It's all tongue. But she's like, oh, I hate it when they do that to her friend. And her friend's like, I kind of like it. But I'm thinking there's no way her friend's boyfriend is like that terrible at kissing. (laughs) I don't know, though. High school. I mean, it's not like you're hooking up with the most, like, amazing. Oh, hold on. I'm going to cover my nachos. This is a little real life for you. We're eating. Well, she already finished her cake. Well, you you ate as much as you could. It was a valiant effort. I bought what was called a foot-long quesadilla. And it was a foot-long. And I only ate maybe, uh, I want to say, like, half a foot. Six inches? Half a foot. Yeah, it was. She ate a lot. And I've eaten, like, three nachos. So it's great. We're living. I'm crushing it. <laughs> I'm living my but life. It's our last night here together. Um, 
And yeah, we saw the But I Would Cheerleader movie. It's super good. I don't want to like, I mean, it's you're now it's like a basic story. But at the time, it was like a really big deal. And I'm sure I could Google it and find out more about the episode, about the movie for this episode. But um, no. I looked it up, though. It got really bad reviews back then. Really? Why? Because it was really, like, it leaned really hard on stereotypes. Mm. It is definitely gaudy, but I think that's just part of, like, the kitsch appeal. It's camp. Yeah. I mean, like, they wear, like, all pink and all blue. Like, it's definitely not so much of a, this is a realistic view of what it's like to be in a gay conversion camp and more of like a, hey, let's examine these kind of ideas and let's be a little silly at the same time. Yeah, I guess like as far as like gay conversion camps go, this one is certainly not as horrific as, you know, real life. Yeah, I actually saw um, a gay conversion camp like movie not too long ago. It was not called Girl Interrupted. It was like Boy Invisible. Oh, um... It came out like last year. I saw it in Rochester. It's got the guy from uh, it's got the it's got the kid from uh, Ladybird in it. Yeah. Um. God, what's his name? I, I like, know this is killing me. It was horrific, though. I saw. I like read the Wikipedia article for it. It was actually a really beautifully sh- oh boy erased. Oh yeah. Uh, starring um Joel Edgerton, Lucas Hedges. Lucas Hedges. Troye Sivan and Nicole Kidman and Russell Crowe and it's actually a really good movie so if you want something more realistic like a real like and that's actually based on a real story too yep it that's a really good film but but I'm a cheerleader is more like let's look at people falling in love and realizing their like you know identity and, and wearing the, like a cheap like plastic blue tuxedo yeah, it's actually, it's a good movie. It's very near and dear to my heart. And I talked to some of the people afterwards. And we realized, like, you know, like, if we look back on this, like, we've got so much great, like, LGBT cinema from just the last, like, 10, 15 years. We're kind of spoiled in that regard. But this was a big deal. Like, even you were telling um, Riley that, you know, like, this was one of, like, the biggest, like, mainstream, like, films. Yeah, like, like we couldn't, like, call it, like, actually mainstream, but it definitely had, like, a wider release than a lot of, like, you know, like, other movies of the time and before that. I mean, unless you were, like, a huge, like, director like John Waters, even then your stuff was just, like, cult appeal. And this I remember seeing on, like, IFC or something like that. So, I mean, it was on, like, movie channels that... You may have had to have, like, an expanded cable subscription for it. But it was, like, still there, which is neat. Yeah, especially for, like, the early 2000s. And oh, um, little gay kids out there. Yeah. There were so many people who were, like, cheering when the, um, the introduction people were like, Hey, who felt like this film resonated with them as a kid or as, like, a young adult? And they were like, like, me! Yeah, it was so nice. It was such a nice, like, showing... The theater was very nice. It was a great experience. And I'm not going to really talk too much about the plot because, like... Just watch it. Yeah. We don't talk about good movies very often, so just watch the fucking movie. Yeah, let's just... Just watch the movie. It's very good. And let's talk about more what we did in Chicago. What did we do today? Uh, We went to the Field Museum. We saw some dinosaurs. That was pretty good. I saw Sue, who actually, I think, was, like, 1997. So, whatever. Same uh, same time period as this. We saw Maximo, who was a tall boy. Very tall boy. Very big boy. Tall big boy. We also ate Mexican food. Yeah. And that was very good. Um, I think 
The Chicago trip has been a big success. I went to the Art Institute, which was really nice. She also saw the bean. I saw the bean. Isn't the bean? When did the bean get installed? Like 2004. Yeah, so that's, you know, that's on Millennium Park. Millennium Park, baby. I did not go with her because I had to go to a family cookout with my boyfriend. And she took that as the opportunity to eat deep dish, which is disgusting. (laughs) And I don't want it. Also, it was 2004. So let's just applaud ourselves for being on brand. The bean. The bean. The bean was great. You know, the bean is like really on brand for the podcast because it takes place in 2004 and it's worthless. (laughs) (laughs) And it's also like got its own name, but nobody calls it It that. It has no fucking point and it's called Cloudgate and that's stupid. So... (laughs) Thanks for the bean, everybody. Yeah, the bean was very great. I really enjoyed looking at it. And then I also touched it. And there were a lot of people there. So I was like, let's get out of here ASAP. And I was going to walk to the quote unquote best deep dish in town. But that was a mile away. I'd already walked a lot. And there was one right there by the bean. And it was perfectly serviceable. So... You know, she's like, yeah, I had deep dish and, you know, it was just as good as the place I go to in Rochester. I was like, why the fuck did you eat deep dish again then? It's gross. You're I don't a know. It's like people would ask me, like, why didn't you go get deep dish in Chicago? You would just say because deep dish is an abomination in the eyes of God. <laughs> she is right, though. Actually, I like it, but I don't think it's pizza. I think it's just like a pie and that's fine. And I, I don't care if pizza means pie in Italian. Deep I- dish is stupid. That you don't get enough like actual crust, you just get too much tomato. <laughs> Life is bad. God doesn't listen to your screams. I'm just saying, like I'm watching, I'm like I'm looking you in the eyes, and I'm telling you, your sins will drag you down into the bath of hell. <laughs> As she is looking me in the eyes, that's true. We Fucking we glanced, gross. we met. All right, well, um, we're gonna go back to being idiots together and enjoying ourselves. Sorry for no episode last week. I was but busy. Who cares? And sorry, mom. <laughs> this was fun. I had a lot of fun coming out here visit Kate. It's been like what five years since we saw each other last? Almost five. Uh, it was December twenty fourteen. Have I not seen you since your wedding? I don't think so. I think that was the last time we saw each other. Dang. Yeah, time goes by fast when you're an adult, for sure. Being an adult sucks. It does, but also we get to go eat dip, dip eat dip deep. Eat dip dish. Eat dip dish dip whenever dip. we want. Here's the thing, I never want that. So being an adult is a okay with me. <laughs> okay, well, as always, you can find us on Facebook, Guess What You're Gonna Hate, on Instagram and Twitter at Hate Podcast. We got a website, it's hatepodcast.com. She's right. I was about to say dot, I don't even know what I'm gonna do. Dot deep dish. I fucked it up. And thank you so deep, much. Deep dot dish. <laughs> don't, don't do that. I don't deep know. dot dish. Do not go to deep.dish.com. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> And uh, uh, thanks so much to Paul Ryberg of Minute Pod and Plugin Missing for our awesome theme song. He's an awesome guy. And thanks so much to our Patreon supporters, of which are uh, my mom, Kate's mom, and her husband, and my husband, Daryl Winfrey. Also, uh, Kim, you are awesome. And thank you for creating such an amazing person that I got don't, to spend don't, an awesome don't, time with. Don't don't hype her up for her bad. Job. I will hype her up. I don't hype you up, which is great because I'm not even looking at you right now. I'm looking at the microphone, but I'm still talking about how cool you are, which is like she's a liar. It's an experience. Anyway, that's been it. Um, See here y'all are some next week. Airport song sounds that I took a recording of for no reason. So. <laughs> That's just Kate. 
That's the no. That's an inside the airport airplane cabin sound. Okay. <laughs> would you like some peanuts? No, I would not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye.